Welcome back to the Faye with Caution podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Harris, and I got the gang with me today, both of them, not just one. Chandler makes his way back from vacation. So I got Chandler and Brady. How are we doing, fellas? Doing all right, man. Been waiting two and a half hours for you to get ready for this podcast you want to do tonight. Yeah, same. Uh, but I did have a little mini vacay, went home. But we're back, ready to uh, make some money. Hopefully. That's right. That's the whole purpose, make some money. Dinner ran a little late, okay? I know I said I'd be here a little earlier, but. It happens, dude. Shit happens. It's right. like giving you a hard time. That's right. All right, so a uh, little bit of news first. Uh, there's a couple games, important games, um, this week on the card, a couple of top 25 matchups. Um OBJ suspended from LSU for two years. Thank God. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's really the national championship. They uh, should take the national championship away. Look, man, they should please. have. They should definitely have at least a two-year bowl ban. At least after this year. After this year. Yes. Yeah. Look, the way things are going, I don't know if they'll make a freaking bowl game in two years. So I think it's fine with me. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they should still not be able to go to one. Yeah. The head coach should be fired. Uh, uh, inst- lack of institutional control. Edo's out. I mean, it doesn't get more lack of institutional control than OBJ handing out money, cash money on, on the TV. Now, this is yeah, this is my locker room. This is my favorite part of the whole entire thing. So it happens, right? Cameras caught it. OBJ just has to be in the spotlight, right? You know what I'm saying? This is the best thing about it. So, immediately the school's like, oh, it's fake money. It's fake money. Everybody knows it's not fake money. So, Joe Burrow, he's on PMT the next day. Coach O is literally sitting there with him. And Big Cat's like, hey, Joe, is that real money or what? And he's like, you know what? I don't go to school there no more. Yeah, it's real money. And Coach O is literally sitting right next to him while he's saying that. So, yeah. Um, I think the NCAA is more worried about Will Wade in that basketball program, that freaking dude, but than they are about the football team. But let's – with that aside, we're going to hop into some football. Got some matches. We're going to start in the SEC. We have LSU at South Carolina. Last time I looked, the spread was six. Um, LSU six-point favorites at home. Over-owners at 55. Key notes about the game. Miles Brennan out. True freshman TJ Finley starting, but Max Johnson's also going to play too. So something to be aware of. Brady, what's your thoughts on this game? What's the – there's – Chandler said it, said it best to me a couple weeks ago. Um, there's only one head coach that can make two quarterbacks in a game work, and he's retired now. So I actually like South Carolina in this game. If you have two quarterbacks, you have none, unless hey, you have Steve Spurrier. Hey, look, hey, Arkansas State's been doing it for a couple weeks now, and they got a pretty, yeah, yeah but pretty good offense. Arkansas State doesn't play in the SEC. That is also true. I agree with you. Two quarterback systems don't work. What about you, Chandler? What's your what's your opinions on this? Well, so I've seen T.J. Finley throw the ball, and I mean he's not awful by any means. I watched him at Elite 11. 
the thing that I would be concerned about is him being in shape because even when he was uh, running 707 at the Elite 11, he was struggling uh, to stay with it. Now, I get that that was two years ago. Things probably have changed, but he's a big guy. I actually do like South Carolina in this game only because of that reasoning is I don't know where he stands with his uh, training. I don't know where he stands in the system because I personally thought that Miles Brennan would be way better than what he's shown. Now, he has uh, come on the last couple of games from that first Mississippi State, Mississippi State loss. But South Carolina just kind of – they're that team that just – they're going to win a, a ball game that they shouldn't every single year, like last year with Georgia. And I don't think a lot of people probably are giving them much credit for this one. Uh, so I think I would definitely take them at plus six. Yeah, um, this this one's a weird handicap. Um, South Carolina's improved the past couple weeks. Um, the thing about it is, though, is they run a pro a pro system. Mike Bobo wants to run the ball, wants to run a pro system. They haven't been able to throw the ball at Colin Hill that well. Um, and Polini's defense is outdated, obviously known. It's built to stop the pro-style offense, so that's the only worry – LSU's also coming off a bye. Um, but I think it correlates. If you like South Carolina, I think you take the under two. Um, but if you like LSU in this game, I think it, it'll lean towards the over. Um, my lean would be on South Carolina just because I don't know what LSU's offense is going to look like with two freshman quarterbacks, um, especially if they're going to play both. It's also a good live betting game. Uh, if, if LSU's able to move the ball with these two guys – you can look at LSU live, or if they can't, you can also look at South Carolina live. You just got to see whether it's a tricky one. But if, if I had to take if, – if going through my head and everything, I would probably take South Carolina and the under 55. All right, moving on, we're going to move on to Ole Miss and Auburn. Uh, last I le- looked, it was three. Spread was three. I don't know. I think the over-under was up in the, was in the 70s, 70 and a half. But, anyways, I'm moving on to last I saw it was three and a – Three and a half, and the and the over under was set at seventy point five, maybe seventy and a half for something. Yeah. I, nice. If you would have told me, if you would have told me that Matt Crow was going to have a bad game and throw the ball around, throw a couple picks, I would have been like, "Yes, yeah, eventually going to happen. He's a gunslinger." But six picks. I think that was just a fluke. I think he comes back and looks more like what he looked like in the first couple of weeks, throwing the ball around, distributing it to his own team, and doesn't throw the ball away against an Auburn defense that's been struggling about as bad as the Ole Miss defense has been struggling. So if you're going to hit on anything in this game, the over would probably be the play. I have no idea who's going to win. I don't like Bo Nix, but, I mean, it's been proven that you don't have to be good to be successful against Ole Miss defense. So, I really don't know where I'm at on this game right now. Well, it's definitely not Friday because you're not back on your bullshit yet. No, not yet. Not Friday. We're not winning by 15 yet. I have zero faith in Auburn. Uh Oh, hold on. Malzahn talk last week? No faith now? 
Is Malzahn calling plays? Got a point. Continue. Hopefully not yet. Because, I mean, point. hopefully that comes next week. If Malzahn – if Gus Malzahn is calling the football plays, then, uh, yeah, uh, I, I would definitely be worried. I would definitely probably tell you to put your money on over. But that's not the case. Uh, to my knowledge, it's still Chad Morris's offense. And it's still an awful offensive line. And you still have Bo Nix at quarterback. Now, I do agree that Corral had a really, really rough outing. I think he will bounce back. I agree with Brady that it was probably more – he was listening to, to outside noise hype him up, and it was just a fluke game. And maybe that has just brought him back to reality. Because whether you want to, to talk about the six picks or not, he, Ole Miss was still in, in the, given a chance to win the game. I think if you can get a pass rush on Bo Nix, this is a ball game, like, in every which way. And I would t- definitely take Ole Miss plus three and a half. Going yeah. back to what you said about Corral reading about himself, I think that was sort of the whole team last week coming off the Bama game and how well they played offensively. They were they were feeling themselves and reading about how good everybody thought they were and not really worried about Arkansas, and then it bit them. Yeah, because you could tell the offensive line, that was the worst outing they had as well. So yes. They could not run the ball at all. You know, when people talk about letdown spots, um, say a team is in a big win, got to go on the road, or a big loss, you know, when somebody – a team gets a big win, it's more of a confidence thing. So I'm not really looking at a letdown spot there. It's the teams that come off a tough loss that takes the wind out of the sails, and Ole Miss fit that description last week. Um, but they still had like 450, 500 yards of total offense. They're still moving the ball downfield. It was a six turnovers, obviously, that, you know, bit them in the ass in that game. Uh, I'm a – the one thing is with me, I know that uh, Auburn, um, you know, lost a lot on defense, but still a Kevin still defense, and you expect it to be good. Uh, they really haven't been. I mean, South Carolina, yeah, they dealt with a lot of short fields, but they're still able to punch it in. Uh, Bo Nix still has not played bad, and that could be has, – has still been playing bad, and that could be a product of Chad Morris' play calling. Um, him playing mediator with him and Seth Williams on the sideline was a bad look. Um my lean, Ole Miss game, definitely an over. I expect them to bounce back this week. It's still going to be a tough test with Auburn. Um, if anything, Gus Malzahn should literally tell Chad Morris, like, hey, run the ball more often, quit putting the ball, you know, have the game relying on Bo Nix. So, if anything, I have a lean on the over. I don't have a pick on the side. But we're going to move on. Next game, Bama and Tennessee. Uh, spreads at 21. Haven't looked at the total. Um uh, total is 66 last total, I saw. Total is 66. I know the spread's 21. has been bouncing from 21 to 21 and a half. I doubt it's going to move off of that. So, Brady, what's your opinions on this game, and um, what are you looking for? I like Bama to win big. If I'm putting my money on it, I'm not touching this game at all, though. 21 points is a lot. Do I think they can get there? Yes. I just don't feel comfortable putting money on that big of a spread. The over is tricky for me because I, I in my opinion, I see it being like 48 to 10, somewhere around there. And I don't like 
betting unders, especially in college football. If I'm going to bet an over-under, I usually go with the over. And if it's under, I stay away because you always have the prospect or situation where Tennessee scores two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to hit the over, but they're really not in the game the whole time because it's going to be over early. But I think Bama handles business and beats a bad Tennessee team who doesn't know who their quarterback is. All right, Chandler, Tennessee just fired their defensive line coach. It seems like at this point Fired in the season, mid-game. It, it seems like this part, time of the season is kind of falling apart for Jeremy Pruitt and the crew. So what? give me your opinions on the game and what do you see? He needs to fire his quarterback coach. Well, it's, he not, need- it's not falling apart on him. This is what I expected to actually happen. This is just normal to me. I, that on the points is easy. Like Tennessee is not what they what they're hyped up to be, and uh, I could have told you that six months ago they weren't going to be that. Yeah, I mean they got all the hypes because they had like a week or two where they're getting a bunch of commits when nobody else was. But now if you go and look at the recruiting polls, they're probably down lower than what they were. But the, here's the interesting thing: so when it comes to Bama, covers bigger spreads on the road. And the reason is is because they don't travel with a lot a lot of people. They don't have as many people to take out of the game. So they're going – I mean, if they're in a blowout, they might put in second and third string. They're still good. While they're, if they're at home, they might put even people over on the depth chart. Um, but I'm with you guys. If you have a play on this game, you got to take Bama. Tennessee, I mean, change the quarterback. How many times are we going to let Jared Garantono just – how many chances are you going to give this guy? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, every you, chance that, that he – I mean, he's been the starting quarterback for four straight years, man, and, like, it's the same story, different year. I don't understand how he comes out of camp the starter for four straight years, especially the last two. Yeah, no, I you just threw two pick sixes. You threw, you threw the ball game away against Georgia uh, with the fumbles and the interceptions again. I mean, like, you've got three other quarterbacks – and this is the perfect game. Like, no pressures on Tennessee. Like, they, you're expected to get blowout. Play a new quarterback. Garantano shouldn't even touch the field this week. And the only one that looked decent last year in Meyer was – Meyer, what's his name? Meyer, Brett yeah, the Meyer. second. Yeah. Yeah. The only one that looked decent last year was the only one that didn't get a chance to play Saturday. So, I mean – Yeah, I mean, he's probably dealing from that damn concussion that one game he played and he got broken half. I mean, he probably if, doesn't if, want to play anymore. He says, "Look, I'm leaving. Don't put me out there, please." I mean, look seriously. You've got three of the quarterbacks on the depth chart. Put them in the game. Like, well, they, they get an elite eleven quarterback every single year, and I'm not saying that just because you go to the elite eleven, it means that you're the you know you're going to be great. But I mean, even Jared Jared Garantano went to the elite eleven. But I'm just saying, like. You have other four-star quarterbacks on your roster. Well, they got that Bailey kid, that true freshman. I mean, shit, throw him out there. Oh, yeah, Harrison Bailey. Yeah, absolutely. He would – to me, he would have been the guy coming out of camp. I don't care what what he looked like. Yeah, I mean, I – like I've been saying, I mean, you're at a point to where Garantino's ain't it. I mean, he came out and said – Went yesterday. He finally came out and said yesterday. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's a quarterback battle this week." It should have been it the whole entire time. I mean, you should have had it in camp. I mean, I don't understand, but we'll we'll move on here. Alabama the points. That's pretty consensus uh, 
between all three of us. All right, moving on, Big Ten football's back. You get the Fox Sports Saturday college football crew's favorite beloved team is back. And we're going to talk about them right here, uh, Ohio State, Nebraska. Nebraska's on the road at Ohio State. Ohio State's 26.5-point favorites. Didn't really look at the over-under. Me, personally, not interested in the game, but I'll pass it on to you, Chandler. What do you expect? Uh, I actually uh, place this bet. I'm taking Ohio State minus 26.5. I mean, dude, there's no other way to play it, in my opinion, but um, we'll, we'll go to you, Brady. Is there anything you're looking at here? Uh, Nebraska wanted to play football, so the Big Ten said, here you go. You want to play football, we're going to send you to the shoe week one. Let Justin Fields and the crew warm up with you. I mean, he's he's the clear-cut second-best quarterback in the country. And him and Trevor Lawrence may end up going both going back to school strictly because of the Jets. <laughs> But here's my thing. So, like, if they're, like – if it really does come down to it, Jessica, like, 0-16, 1-15 at the first pick. We'll talk about that in the NFL one. Anyways, I don't want to go not, on too long I'm here. I'm not going to the Jets. Yeah, me either. If I'm trying well, to – Well, no, I mean, I wouldn't want to go to the Jets either. No, I'm going uh, to the draft. But I'm telling the Jets, I am not playing for you. Eli Manning. I will need Eli Manning. I would I mean, but, but does their, their dad have the pull that Archie does? It doesn't do matter. It they doesn't have the matter. name and the talent to say, I'm if, not playing if, for you. If you say, I'm not playing for you, you can pick me if you want to. I will not play. So then if they pick you, they're literally going to have to pay you to do nothing. Yeah. I mean, look, I I totally agree with you guys. Nobody wants to play for the Jets. And we'll talk about this on the NFL show, but if I was the Jets, trade out of the spot. That's just the only thing. You have your quarterback on the roster. You just have terrible coaching and terrible front office. It's you don't need to draft a quarterback there. Trade out terrible of ownership too. Can't yeah, terrible. Stupid. I mean that the only option for the Jets when it comes to that first overall pick is to trade out of that spot. But anyways, we'll or, move on here. Or if their owner dies, it's another. That's another <laughs> possibility. <laughs> I mean, we'll it's move out on there. here. Uh, we have Illinois, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin, they're 19, 19 and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Brady, you got the over under. I haven't even checked it yet. But um, I, I do not have that one, but I like Wisconsin. I don't know what they do, but they always have an offensive line. They'll be able to run it. Doesn't matter who's a quarterback. They always have good offensive line and running backs. I like Wisconsin. I'm going fighting the line now, plus 19 and a half. And I mean, you yeah, know there's too many points against Wisconsin for sure. But I like them, Wisconsin, to win. You know, sprinkle you a little money on that uh, Illinois money line as well. Hey. They're going to get this upset win in week one. Yeah, me and Chandler on the right telepath right here. Let me tell you what. Um, So, Wisconsin, new quarterback, new center, new running back, new receiver. Missing some linebackers on defensive side of the ball. Um, and Lovey Smith, I mean, Illinois, they bring back a quarterback. They bring in a bunch of Juco transfers that Lovey Smith likes. Um, people think this is a revenge game. It's also the first game of the year. And, I mean, I like Illinois plus the points. And like Chandler said, I mean, if you're ballsy, you might want to put a little, sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Question. Um, 
You you mentioned the injury to a receiver for Wisconsin. Injury. Isn't Cephas going, or did he lock back in? I don't know. When the hell do they throw it for it to matter anyway? Look, here's the thing. They need one receiver. Okay, that's it. One. Cephas was a guy last year. Okay, they they need one. You don't have two receivers on the on the roster. To Wisconsin, no. Seems like I mean, they don't. They may not, but I mean, I don't think they're going to have to throw. If they're having to throw the ball that much, they've already lost anyway. So it's not going to make that big of a difference. Good point. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on here. Um, this is actually a good. I think it's going to be one, a really good game. Um, we're going to move on. To Penn State, Indiana. Penn State six point favorites on the road in a look ahead spot against Indiana. Um, I'll go to you, Chandler. What do you think about this one? I got IU plus six. I think Tom Allen and crew is uh, – I don't know if they'll win this football game because I still do think that Penn State has a good football team, even with all the opt-outs. Uh, but I think that Indiana keeps it close, and I think Penn State will probably win it by three or four. Brady Walters, what you got? I like Penn State to win. I also like them to cover. Coming out, coming out hot, making a statement, showing Ohio State that they're ready. Um, interesting. Um, Indiana is 11th ranked in return in production. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. is back. Um, they returned 10 stars on the defense. And don't forget, when Michael Penix was at quarterback last year, they were 5-1 until he got hurt. Um, Peyton Ramsey is now the quarterback at Northwestern. Um on the other side of the ball, Penn State brings a lot back on offense. Uh, Fryer moves back. All the offensive lines back besides their left guard, but the one they have on the depth chart right now, he's a senior. Um, Sean Clifford's back. Journey Brown has his medical um, has a medical issue, and he's not going to play. They don't know if he's going to come back this season, which is very unfortunate. And then the only person they have to replace on the right wide receiver spot is uh, is KJ Handler. Uh, last I looked, the uh, over-under was 59 and a half, 60. Um, uh, I like the over in this spot, and I like Indiana plus six. And I also might want to sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I think they can win this game, too. I'm almost pretty confident about that. Uh, first game of the year, a lot of continuity on on uh, Indiana's side. Plus, you got to look ahead spot with Penn State playing Ohio State next week. And – they always give you a ton of hope, man. They always go three quarters. It's just the fourth quarter. They just haven't proved to me that they can close them out. Another interesting thing, too, with Penn State is they have the, they have a new offense coordinator, and he was the offensive coordinator at Minnesota last season. And I think he did a lot. He was very good at Minnesota last year. He contributed a lot of that offensive success. And it's just crazy how he moved laterally in the same conference. So that's another thing to look at. And then last game in the Big Ten, we're going to talk about Michigan-Minnesota. Um, last I look, Michigan's three-point favorites on the road against Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota brings back Tanner Morgan at quarterback. They bring back Rashad, Rashad Bateman back in. Defense is pretty much the same except for Antoine Winfield at safety. Michigan, on the other hand, 122nd in return of production. Brand-new court, brand-new everything. They had to replace four offensive linemen <clears throat> on the offensive line, and but 
they're still going to be a good defensive team. They always know how to recruit the defensive players. So, Chandler, I'm bring this one to you. What do you think? Uh, Minnesota uh, upset plus three in the money line. Because of the reasons you just mentioned, I, I don't think Michigan is going to uh, be able to, to keep up with the new faces and everything. I also don't believe in hardball, so row the boat. I saw you doing a little row the boat animation there, Brady. Is that what you're looking at? Um, who's Michigan's head coach? Enough said. Exactly. <laughs> row the boat. PJ Fleck and the boys get it done. Um, I don't have a, I don't have uh, an opinion on the side here. Um, I can't you better think get of in this, the boat and start rowing, Chris. Dude, I can't think of this guy's name. Minnesota's got a new offensive coordinator, but this guy has not been at a program calling offense for over a year. At every stop he's had, he's gotten fired everywhere. He's not good. He's not a good offensive play caller. Um, and I think the offense coordinator that Minnesota had last year meant a lot to that offense. Not saying Tanner, Tanner Morgan's good. He's got Rashad Bateman back, and there's a lot of inexperience on Michigan. The one thing I'm looking at, is a first half under and a full game under, under 55. Um, I think that's those are my two best bets for the game. Um, a lot of new faces on Michigan. Uh, first game of the year. It's also going to be 20 degrees outside. So, I'm heading with the under right there. All right, moving on. Going to the Big 12. Uh, first game up, Oklahoma TCU. Uh, Oklahoma is a six-and-a-half point favorite on the road against the fighting Gary Patterson's uh, Brady, you got any got any opinions on this one? I mean, I'm rooting for Oklahoma. I love Lincoln Riley, but Lord knows what they're going to be. The only thing I like in this game is the over because it's a Big 12 and nobody plays defense. Anyway. Uh Boomer Center, uh, I think they cover and win. You got it for me, dude. I don't have that kind of faith this week. Then again, it's only Thursday. I'm on Oklahoma, too. Um, coming off, I mean, to them, big rivalry game, a lot of confidence. Uh, and the only thing that TCU has going for – they have been playing good defense, TCU has, which is weird for a Gary Patterson-led team. And um, – Wait, what you say? What? What you say? Isn't he a defensive-minded head coach? Yeah, but what would you say? Which you see, I think they, you they typically that. for a Big Twelve in the Big Twelve they typically have a better. I, okay, I, I don't okay, know if I misheard you. Said yeah, it backwards. You, yeah, said it backwards. They yeah, don't. Think, oh, I did. No, yeah. like typically yeah. within the Big Twelve just, they play decent defense. Yeah, good defense. Okay. Yeah, that's I was, what I meant. I was just okay. making sure. Oh, I said my bad. They, You're good. And they, they haven't been playing good defense this year. Um, the only thing they have going for them on offense is Max Duggan. So give me Oklahoma and. With the points. All right, moving on, Baylor, Texas. And so, let's see here, Texas. I just – I don't like either team. I hate this bet, uh, but go with Texas. Whatever the points are, go with Texas. And take the under in this game, because I don't think Baylor can score a point. Brady? Yeah, don't listen to me betting advice. I hate Texas. <laughs> I hate Sam Ellinger. I hate Tom Herman. I hate Texas. Horns look, down. Man, I hate – look, I hate Texas just as much as you two guys. 
okay? Tom Herman is an embarrassment of a coach, all right? The moment he did the whole shit with the Drew Locke thing in the in the whatever game, that the Alamo Bowl or some shit, or the Sugar Bowl, whatever the hell they played in. It wasn't the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> it was not the Sugar Bowl. That is definitely the Alamo Bowl. That sounds about right. The Sugar moment, Bowl had a different clip that yeah. I refuse to repeat. No. Yeah, uh, I think they repeat that every single week whenever fucking Texas loses. Which no, is they score, they score a touchdown. Well, we're back. <laughs> No, nah, they show Sam Ellinger's baby picture where he's got the horns up every game. Oh, my God, dude. Did, did you know he's a lifelong Texas fan and he's born to be the he quarterback was, at Texas? He's born to be the quarterback at Texas. We get it, guys. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Um, God hates Texas, apparently. But the moment he started doing that whole thing with the, the Drew Locke's little mocking and celebration was Tom Herman's downfall. Um, yeah, but then, then at the same time, he wants to whine about, well, when you do horns down, it's disrespectful. Yeah. Give me a break, dude. Yeah, I'm so glad. Like, grow up. Him. Holy cow. I'm so glad he chose Texas. But um, I wish he would have went to LSU so you'd have to deal with him. Yeah, you run that. Instead, you're going to get Coach O. He had his good year. Now it's time to run that program into the ground. Like he's back in Oxford, baby. <laughs> Look, hey, we'll talk about that another time. Give me a uh, sure. – Give me a that's, couple months. That's Joe Brady's national championship. And thank him and Joe Burrow for that one. Look, no, 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 no. And you, we're going we're going to cut it right there because I can talk about this forever. Because, look, Joe Brady meant, meant a lot to that national championship team. We're going to cut it right there because uh, Brady Scott is correct on that assessment. No, not at all. He doesn't want to admit it. Okay. No, Your it's national- not fair to admit it. Dude, Steve Ensminger has not gotten the credit he deserves at all. Like, people don't uh, understand that Joe Brady was <laughs> – Chandler walks off. But Joe Brady was not even calling plays in the uh, the freaking Peach Bowl in the national championship. Like, Steve Insminger took over. Okay, he took over. But who was sitting beside him saying, hey, tell him this? He may have been calling the plays down to the sideline, but they weren't coming from his look, brain. If you look – the four games before the national in 2018, the last four games opened up the offense. Money. Last year, gold. This year has been great. Anyways, um, is Chandler even gonna come back? Did I like spooky? Yeah, he'll much? be he'll be back in a minute. I I think someone's at his house. Okay. Or I might have scared I might have scared him a little bit with my whole my whole Steve being a take right there. No. Um. Nah, but yeah, a terrible take for sure. It's not. I be dude. No, like I, I get. I completely get. Like losing Joe Brady on, the, especially with the receivers. Holy shit! Especially with the receivers. But um, losing Joe Brady, I mean that hurt a lot, honestly. But at the same time, Ensminger did not get the credit he deserves for what he did too. Uh, but take Texas with points. That's the only thing I have on it. All right, moving on. Top twenty-five matchup in the Big Twelve. Not like anybody gives a shit, anyways. Iowa State against Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma's three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at home. Chandler, take it away. Iowa State, upset. Ohio State? Uh, Iowa. Iowa State, okay. Iowa State, upset. Brocktober, baby. What about you, Brady? Man, if you know me, I can't go against the mullet, man. 
It's, it's so weird, bro. He loves Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Yeah, it's a com- it's a confliction. I guess it's fine if since you're not a diehard fan for either yeah. one of them. Because I like yeah. Washington and I like Washington State. See, but I like Oklahoma State and the points. I think they get it done at home. They haven't played their best football yet. Um, it's. Uh, I might as well take Iowa State. You don't go against Brock Purdy and Matt Campbell in October. You just can't do it. So, upset, Iowa State, plus three and a half gets Oklahoma. All right, moving on, ACC. Um, actually got a good game here. Uh, got Notre Dame going to road to Pitt. Notre Dame's ten and a half point favorites on the road. Pat Narduzzi is an underdog king. Chandler, what's your opinions on this? Oof. I think that Narduzzi does always get that one win of the, uh, you know, that one big win of the season. I may jinx them here, but I think this is the weekend and that they do it. Excuse me. I, I, I feel it. Too, now. It's been bought back. There's been money, some sharp money on Pitt. No, Notre Dame hadn't been sharp so far this season. You saw it last week at home against Louisville. Didn't really look great. Going on the road to Pitt. I'm not saying Pitt's going to win, but I, I do think they will cover. You know what's interesting about that game with Louisville and Notre Dame? There's seven possessions. Seven. And Notre Dame scored on all of theirs. But it was field goals, obviously. Um, they couldn't punch it in. Kenny Pickett's not playing again. Um, Pitt's just got a monster defensive line, especially on the pass rush. But I, uh, not, Ian Book's like your typical game manager. Um, he's Ian not going to be too- overrated. I mean, just- okay, I I think he may be overrated in the media, but I wouldn't necessarily yeah, call him like a game manager. I think yeah. he's definitely above that. Well, but- it's not. It's He's good for Notre Dame and what they're trying to do, and it's not like he's going to kill you. He, with I mean, he's he's Brady Quinn. That's basically what he is. Yeah, I mean, no, I completely agree with that. I, he's not going to kill you with his arm, but he can definitely, I mean, dink and dunk you down the field if they need him to. The run game's good at Notre Dame. Um, Pitt's got a good defense, but it's more of like a pass rush. I mean, if, if Notre Dame just keeps running the ball, I mean, if anything, look at it under. I know the total is down, but they have a good defense. I'm going to side with Notre Dame on this one. I'm also – it's at 42-and-a-half, but, I mean, what do you think the score is going to be, like 20-10, to 21-10? I mean, it's very possible that that will be the score. Like 21-10, so, like, yeah, give me Notre Dame. I'll take the under, even though it's at 42-and-a-half. But, I mean, they, they both play stellar defense. All right, moving on, Virginia, Miami. Um, shoot, I don't even remember really this game, to be honest with you. But I can check. You ain't got to check, man. It's uh, it's Miami with the points. <laughs> Thirteen and a half or twelve and a half, one of those. Two. Oh yeah. yeah. Really as long as it ain't fourteen and a half, you're good. Yeah, as long as yeah, uh, twelve and a half right now is what Miami's laying at home. Over unders at fifty-seven and a half. But it's all about. It's all about to you, baby. The second best team in the conference gets it done. I mean, I I just think I just think, like I said about Clemson when it came to the Miami game, Miami just does 
everything a little bit to a lot better than Virginia does. They haven't even been playing good defense with Virginia. And Red Lashley, the way he plays his offense, even if Miami's in a blowout, there's not even a backdoor cover opportunity because they're still going to throw the ball with a backup quarterback in there. So give me Miami and the points. All right, the moving, lastly, maybe one of the worst games on the card is Florida State and Louisville. Uh, looking at Louisville's laying four and a half at home over under 61. What do you think, Brady? Uh, I actually – I'm not going to buy into the Florida State hype quite yet, and I like Louisville to get it done at home. Yeah, I was actually teetering on this game a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go with Brady. I'm not going to buy on the hop just yet. I'll, I'll take Satterfield uh, minus four and a half. Um, I don't have an opinion on the side. I, they've both just been – Pretty bad. Uh, Florida State, even though they beat North Carolina last week, they got shut out in the second half. Um, the defense still gave up like 500 yards. Uh, both defenses are playing bad. So, if anything for me, take the over, over 61. That's what I would think. All right. Then, lastly, we have a top 25 matchup in the AC. Uh, Cincinnati's going on the road playing SMU. Uh, Cincinnati is two-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road. The over-under is 55-and-a-half. Chandler, what you think? We're taking uh, Shane Buchel, the SMU Mustangs, to cover, to win, and the over. I agree with Chandler. I'm taking the guy in Shane Buchel who should be the quarterback at the University of Texas right now Amen. to beat Cincinnati. Amen. He was robbed. Dude's a baller. Inside job. He was born to be the quarterback of Texas, so they gave it to him. And look what it look what they're left with. But a lot of Texas fans are really pissed off about that too, man. Especially oh, when man. you see what he's doing. What makes so, I because I remember that Bouchel and Ellinger, what well, Ellinger was a freshman. Well did he Bouchel, had, he did had Bouchel shoulder get hurt? problems. He had shoulder problems and they he had to play through them because nobody was there. They had zero quarterbacks on the roster his freshman year. He literally yeah. had a separated shoulder on his throwing arm and had to keep playing because there's nobody there. And then he re-aggravated his sophomore year, and him and Ellinger kind of split time. It was almost like uh, the Chris Leak, Tim Tebow days. Yeah. And then basically they were like, Ellinger's the guy, and Buchel was just like, well, I'm just going to go to SMU and put up Heisman numbers. Um, I'm conflicted on this. Cincinnati plays good defense. I like Luke Fickle. Um, I actually have the over in this game. I think this this is a correlated game. If you like Cincinnati, take the under. If you like SMU, take the over. Um, so, I'm a little bit That's on – 55 and a half. That's just too low for me. Yeah. Because um, I think Shane Buchel and SMU offense is at least going to get 35. I think they got that that number because Cincinnati actually plays, you know, they actually have a decent defense. And plus, uh, Bouchelle is without Roberson out wide, which Roberson is a go-to guy. He's out for the year. Um, but I'm, I'm going to lean with Cincinnati. I don't, I don't really have an opinion, but if I had to pick up Cincinnati. All right, so we cover our card. Um, next up, we're going to do best bets for the weekend. All right, Chandler, I'm going to go to you first. What do you? What's your favorite to pick? 
out of this weekend's card. All right, I'm giving you three. I'm giving you three. Like, go refinance your mortgage on your house and take it to the casino. Put this in a parlay. You're going to win it. Okay? That's Don't bet parlays. That is a responsible move, people. Remember that. If you're, if you're, if you're a little kid, go into your mom's purse tonight when she's asleep, grab a 20, take it to a bum on the side of the road, and say, hey, go place this at, at the casino on these games. I'll give you 10% of the winnings. We're going to Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Put some respect on their names. They will be in the ACC in five years, minus six and a half. We are going Georgia Tech, plus three and a half. And my personal favorite, house bet, lock it in. It's a done deal. Hugh Freeze takes the Liberty Flames, and they – they cover a minus 13 against Southern Miss. And after this game, Hattiesburg is going to be rumbling with rumors that Hugh Free should be their head coach next year. Well, let's, let's, let's hope Auburn doesn't beat him to the punch. I hope not. I'd hate to have to face that dude every year. I'd cry. I really would. I'd be, I'd be torn. Hey, I'd really be on an Auburn bandwagon then. You really would. Look, It'd here's be a terrible. The worst thing so that can bad. happen to the SEC West is if Hugh Freeze is back in it. In I wouldn't. In I would say that. Uh, you, you think old St. Nick over there in Tuscaloosa wouldn't be shitting his pants if Hugh Freeze was at Auburn? I mean, I think everybody would, Chris. Well, yeah, but not only did he That's beat okay. him twice two years in a row – but he's also going to the rival team. It'll be all right. He'll come back. He's coming back home in about five to ten years anyway. It'll be okay. He'll be back one day. Unfinished business. Got to finish what he started. Hey, it's always good to be optimistic, Brady. Always. Always am. To a all fault. Right. To a fault. All right, Brady, what's, what's your best bets for this weekend? I like the over in the SMU-Cincinnati game, as I just said. I agree with Chandler. The best bet, you can take it to the house, whatever. Liberty will cover minus 13 against Southern Miss. That's just a done deal. And then I also like the over and set at 51 in the FAU and Marshall game. I think Marshall can at least get 42. They may cover it by themselves. The young freshman quarterback – doing work and those are my three best all righty and then moving I, on i actually love that last bit man yeah not to, the, yeah, not to, to the to the fwc can't lose parlay or what let's go baby all righty i'm moving on to my best bets um if I'm being honest with you, if you were to parlay my picks, I would have hoped you wouldn't remortgage your house and take it to the casino because you <laughs> you probably won't have a freaking house no more. <laughs> but um, first, I got a Friday night game. Tulsa minus 10.5 against USF. Tulsa has covered by 30 points in their past two games. Uh, they've also had time to rest. They've had two games canceled. USF, they are terrible. Terrible. Uh, can't stop the run. That's one thing Tulsa does really good, and Tulsa plays good defense. 
Uh, next, moving to Saturday, Virginia Tech minus nine and a half against Wake Forest. Um, give me all Hendon Hooker, dude's a beast. Um, next thing, uh, next game, we're going to do Bama minus 11 and a half in the first half against Tennessee. We discussed that game earlier. Um, Bama, there's, I think there was one year where they covered like nine first halves in a row, and then like the, the full game spread would be 28, and the first half spread would be 24. But, um, yeah, give me Bama minus 11 and a half. And then give me the under 55 in Michigan and Minnesota. Uh, first game of the year, a lot of new faces on the Michigan side. It's going to be 20 degrees outside. New offensive system for Minnesota, even though with Tanner Morgan and Rashad Bateman back, I think it's going to take them a little bit to get going. I like the first half under in that one too. And then this is what you need to refinance your house on, okay? Rice. Minus three and a half against Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Rice is their first game of the year. Middle Tennessee State, this is their seventh game of the year. They can't last 60 minutes. They stink. Give me all of the Rice minus three and a half. All right, so that was our best bets for the weekend. Uh, make sure you all favor caution on those, except mine, because I won 0-5 last week, so I don't know if you want to do that. But um, Couldn't be me, man. I could never. <laughs> Look, I would, like, I would how do say, you go zero and five? You didn't well, get a single pick right. Look, hey, last time I looked, we both lost units last week. Okay, no matter if we if if we if I go, Bro, to I didn't it, go zero and five. I may have lost some <laughs> units, but I didn't go zero and five. I didn't lose all my units. Good point. But no, okay, hold on. Let's talk about some interesting things since we're on this. Okay. So here's my problem first. My problem is I make picks on this show and then I wake up Saturday morning and I'm like, you know what? I like all these other picks better because I actually ended up winning $133 Saturday hey. and I'm like, well, damn, why didn't I, why didn't I make these bets on, on the show? Hey, look, that's – you got to let me know. I'll post them. I mean, you're depriving our viewers of some money. I mean, that's kind of fraud. But anyways, um – no, I really did go on five, and like we talked about the recap show of what's more impressive: going nine and zero, like I did two weeks ago, or going zero and five. And I think zero and five is just a little bit more impressive because I think they're they're equivalent. I mean, if you I mean, lose yeah. every game in a parlay, I think you should at least get your money back because I mean that's. that's I mean, really, a, what, what are the odds that you do that? You know. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, but that's also like the second time I did that because the first ever ticket I put in was a college basketball ticket when I was hammered off the blackjack table at like three o'clock in the morning for my twenty first birthday. And uh it was a college basketball ticket. I went 0 and four on that ticket too. So um but anyways, uh yeah, that that's it for a college football show this week. Um next, we're going we're also gonna upload an NFL show. We're gonna do this next. But anyways, make sure guys please gamble responsibly. Don't remortgage your house and take it to the casino. And then we'll see you guys next time.